Hey kids, it's time for another local spotlight. Uh, this time it's with Greg, one of the co-creators of the Mississippi Comic Con. Uh, it is coming up later this month, June 24th and 25th, at the Trademark in Jackson. Uh, we're going to split this uh, interview up uh, between us and our buddies over at Discussing Who. Uh, we have part one. They're going to have part two. Uh, we get real deep into Comic Con culture and why him and his co-creators are so passionate about putting the show on. It's a really fun interview. I hope you enjoy it, and I definitely hope you check out the Mississippi Comic Con later this month. Okay. Great, thanks. Okay, we're here at uh, we're at Cups, guys. Uh, we're in Fondren. In Fondren, yes. Yeah. We're, we're doing a local spotlight, um, kind of a, a, a dual local spotlight. Uh, us, uh, me and Robert with Reality Breached, and of course Kyle and Clarence with Discussing Who. Um, we are interviewing uh, Greg from the Mississippi Comic Con. That's right. Yes. Uh, so we're here. The, the Comic Con is going to happen in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that a lot of work has gone into getting it up and running. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> tell us about the... Uh, where did it come from? Where, like, okay. Whose idea of how, the, where did it come from? The, the origin story, as, as it were, for, for Comic Con is I had a friend four years ago who put on a show called PulpCon. His name is, um, of course I can't think of it while I'm doing this, but <laughs> I'll think of it in a second. Pulp anyway, Con, yeah. PulpCon, yes. Um, <laughs> and he, he's an artist in town, and he, um, I always did the film portion of the show. I would bring in, like, you know, old sci-fi movies and, you know, stuff, public domain mostly. But I have a lot of friends that are filmmakers, so I would get their permission to show movies. Like, uh, I showed a movie called... uh, There there was this movie, a zombie movie. It was awesome. It's basically, what if a zombie outbreak happened in Africa? It's like, what would you do? It's like Resident Evil. Yeah, Yeah, this was like before that. Yeah, And then they did a sequel... What if a zombie outbreak occurred in India? And that's the most population in the world, I think. So, like, that would be like... Wait, everybody's done. You're screwed, yeah. (laughs) We ended up showing that in other movies, you know, like, just cool stuff. So, I was attempting to help him. This was in 2014. And, you know, I found out what he's doing. And he's like, you know what? I don't think I can do it anymore. It's funding or whatever. And, I mean, I understand that completely. And I asked him, I said, well, what would you think if I tried to do a Comic-Con? I said, I've been thinking about it for a while, and I've always wanted to do one, and I've, you know, I've helped you for a few years, so I just want your blessing, because I don't want to just do it and, and, you know, all of a sudden just burn a bridge. And he's like, oh, no, if you, if you think you want to do it, I'll give, you can do it on the dates I was going to use. Oh, cool. And I was like, okay. So... I got a friend of mine that was a vendor at other shows, because that's how I started. I was a vendor. I sold my wife's artwork and comic books and stuff like that. And I asked him, I said, would you want to help me do this? Because we both know the vendor part of it, but you have a degree in business and English, so you can help me with some stuff I'm not as good with. And I have the PR degree, so I think it would work. And so we set off just trying to do something really small, uh, but the initial backlash was, why did you take over uh, the show? 
you know, who are you guys? What are you doing? And I was like, wait a minute, you know, we asked his permission. And then, you know, that, that squashed it pretty fast. But Did they um, Sylvester Stallone, Stallone you? Yeah, Chuck, yeah. Chuck, Chuck Jett's his name. Gosh, I'm glad I remember that. Chuck Jett, he's the guy. He's an artist. Chuck Jett's a really good one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And uh, so I said, no, no. I said, Chuck gave us his blessing to do this, and he's also going to be one of the feature artists at the show. And they're like, oh, okay. So that kind of smoothed over fast. And so the first show, I basically just asked a bunch of people I already knew because when I first graduated I wanted to do PR for stuff I liked so I would I was going to conventions anyway mm-hmm. and I would meet some of the people there so I ended up doing PR for Theo Crane from The Walking Dead he was big tiny in the prison season I started working for him and he was like oh yeah I'll be a guest that's cool I'll come you know basically we've become friends at that point so he's like I'll just come hang out with you so he came, and then I knew, I think it was a friend of a friend from that show, King of the Nerds. I knew one of the girls went to MSU, Mississippi State, so I tracked down how to get in touch with her, and then she ended up coming. Now she's a friend of mine. And then uh, Mary-Kate Smith is her name. She's an actual legitimate rocket scientist. She works for NASA <laughs> wow. now. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Um, it is rocket science. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> Then I, you know, I just went down the list of people who could I ask locally because we didn't have a ton of money, but I wanted to put on the best show we could. And one of the things I get asked a lot with these interviews is, well, "Why did you do it?" Like initially, what was your mindset on why you wanted to do this? I said, "You know what? Selfishly, I wanted to have an event where my children could go and have fun and not be." afraid to be a nerd or a geek. You know, they could be themselves and they'd be around a bunch of people that are just like them. And I wanted to show my daughters, well, as one daughter at the time, that there's a bunch of women that are awesome. Because, like, I had Mary-Kate, I had uh, Kelsey Sires, who's also from uh, King of the Nerds. She lives in China now. She's an interpreter. She knows, like, eight different languages. Because our first show was called not Mississippi Comic Con, it's called Sapokukan, which is Southern popular culture. Because our focus the first year is every guest we had was from the South. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to show, I don't know, I had, I guess, a chip on my shoulder. I wanted to show people that there's a lot of really smart and awesome people from the South. Because I've lived other places in the country. I've been in the military, so I lived up in Chicago. And I don't think I have a very deep southern accent, but to them, I'm a hillbilly. True. You know what I mean? So, and I always got, uh, you know, all these, you know, all the stereotypes you hear. And I wanted to prove that's, you know, that's not true. I mean, stereotypes or whatever, but there's a lot of really awesome stuff that happens in the South. You know, there's a reason NASA's here. You know, it's the South, you know. It's not just because of the weather. There's a lot of <laughs> smart people. So the first year was successful. We had a little under 2,000. I think it was 1,500 people. And I was like, oh, man, I can't believe 1,500 people showed up. So, but one of the biggest problems we had was explaining the name. It's like, what is Pokemon? What does that mean? And we spent most of the interviews I did explaining what the name meant. It's, it's, it sounds like like a Japanese name. Yeah, and, and like so people are like, is it an anime show or is it? You know? I mean, if 
it's sin poku is, is, is self-sacrifice. Yeah, and that... So that I would be like, well, yeah, huh? Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're operating at a loss this year? Yeah. yeah. So we decided, you know what, better for us marketing-wise, just change it. Let's make it Mississippi Comic Con. We won't spend any time explaining what it is, other than some people don't know what a Comic Con is, but I mean, that's a whole different story. That's on them. That's not yeah, on them. exactly. So... The second year, you know, it was a whole, we, we kind of ditched the... I still had people from the South, but it wasn't so much of a focus. But the next year, we invited, you know, a whole... Like, we kept trying to get a little bit bigger. Yeah. And so now, it's just the fourth year, but, like, we've got two people that are actively on television shows right now. You know, uh, Malcolm's show will be on Tuesday night. Like, it's airing right now, and he's coming uh, from iZombie. And Shannon uh, was in, like, the biggest show on the Internet last year, Stranger Things. So, you know, four years ago, if you would have asked me, I would have had these people, I'm like, no. I mean, Jeremy Bullock's flying from England to come to the show. So, it's just like, I can't believe... I know we put in a lot of hard work and all that stuff, but it's really... When I sit back and think where we started into now just being four years how much it's grown it's crazy to me and it's pretty much just trying to do the best shows we can getting a good relationship with these agents I, everybody we talk to says how much they love how nice everybody is and I was like yeah I mean you're in the south yeah, exactly. Southern 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 we can't yeah. help it it's not like that's a stereotype I don't mind yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. so but yeah we've had a lot of them, like, man, I didn't know what to expect. I heard you doing the show in Mississippi. I was like, eh, it'd be, you know, it'd be fun. But then they leave and like, man, when's the next one? When We want to come back. And for us, being like just two of us and then the rest of our staff is, major- is mostly volunteers. Like, I can't imagine doing it without them and how lucky we are that everybody seems to be, like, bought into wanting to prove that we can do just as well as some of the other shows you know we might not have the budget or the you know uh, we don't have a giant convention center but we make the best of what we've got and everybody seems to have fun you know well isn't that the bottom line you know of anything you go to it's the experience you could have the best you know facility you could have the best guests but if you go away with a horrible experience, oh, yeah. you're not going to want to come back. Yeah. That so kudos. Yeah, and that's part of, like, for me, I take a lot of it very personally. Like, last year, one of the biggest complaints was the line was very long and people had to wait outside because of the, you know, the heat. And, like, I agonized about that for the whole year. And so what we decided to do, finally, we've been trying to get this for a couple of years, but the trademark move some stuff around so we're actually renting the entire building this year and one yeah and one whole the very first section of it is half of that room is just going to be for tickets that's good Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna bring in as many people as we can into the building and then there's also uh before you even get inside the building there's kind of a uh waiting area we can put people in there too so as many people as we can possibly get in there out of the heat 
We're going to do. Yeah, I, I, I imagine sitting in the Mississippi summer heat oh, dressed yeah. as Batman. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and by the time you walk up in there, you're already dressed in sweat. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so we're. That, that was number one, easily the biggest complaint we had is, you know, the line was crazy long. Which, on one hand, for me, it's like, well, that's awesome because we had a lot of people want to come. But on the other hand, it's like, man, I wouldn't want to be out there because I know how hot it is. You know, it's pushing hundreds by yeah. the time our show happens. So we were very, very happy. We pushed it for months. Like, well, we got to get the whole building. And it's not because we need more room for... I don't want to make the show much bigger because I like the size of it now as far as, you know, vendors and the guests and all that. But we... And we also moved the uh, um, panel room into a whole separate room. Like, last year it was on the floor where the vendors were, which the vendors don't really like, but we didn't have a choice because that's the only place we could do it. So now it's in a whole separate room, so, like, you won't even hear that uh, interference. Yeah, so, I mean, we try to do as much as we can. Like, when we, like, after the show, I go and just go through all the comments and start taking notes. It's like, some of it's like, I can't help, you know. The vendor costs too much. Well, I mean, I don't have anything to do with that. But, yeah. yeah, when it comes to that, I'm pretty sure the vendor set their own price. Yeah, 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 we have nothing to do with that, but... If it's something we can actually change, we start making a list. Like, what was the w- most complained about thing? And then just go from there. Yeah. And we try to change what we can. A lot of times it's a venue thing, like the concession prices or whatever, or, you know, this or that. And if it's a venue thing, I mean, I could tell them, but we can't really change it. Right. You know, we could suggest, hey, maybe you should do this different le- next year. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see how the new uh, space works out for the line. Because I think it's going to... Because, I mean, even the people that are upset, after the end of the day, they're like, well, we still had fun. I just wish we didn't have to wait in line. But I want to start it off, like, from the get-go. Boom, I'm already in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't want it to be like, I start off bad and then have to prove to them it's okay. <laughs> I want to be like, boom, it's awesome. Let's just keep making it better. So well, the past two times that I went, because the, say, four, this is fourth one. Mm-hmm. I know two of them I had military duty. Yeah. So the dude that I was able to come to, uh, they always had like a dog show or something going on around the same time. So yeah, that the was spacing it. Spacing yeah. and parking was difficult. yeah. The and dog show, <laughs> the the actual the, the people who run the trademark are so invested in what we're doing because they see how good of a show it is. They actually let them rent. A bigger space for the same price, just to get them out of the trademark really? for us. Wow! Yeah, because yeah. they knew we needed it. Mm-hmm. So he said, "You know what? We're going to move them into a better, bigger area, and you know, break, give them a break, just so they'll do it." Yeah. Because we know you need the room. Basically, we'll pay you to get out of it. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So, because yeah. they want us to stay there. I mean, they. They, we we went around town when we first started and we're asking, you know, hey, we want to do the show, what do you think? And a lot of people are just like, I don't care. Give us some money, we'll do it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But they actually were like, well, what is this? You know, what is, what is, tell me what this is. And we're like, okay, well, this is what it is. And like, I don't know what that is, but yeah, do it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> give us money, we'll yeah, do whatever. And then the first, <laughs> what is a book? The first day of our show, 
the guy that runs it, who's become a friend of ours because he loves us now, but he's like, man, I had no idea what any of this was, but I got phone calls. I needed to come down and check this out. So he drove down. He was off that day. And he oh, came down cool. and was like, I got to see this for myself. And he stayed the rest of the day. He had, like, he, he actually had fun. And now his brother-in-law requests to be the officer on duty for our show. Oh, wow. Oh, his brother-in-law is one yeah. of the police officers. <laughs> and we, at first we're like, man, we want to make sure we get somebody that isn't going to be like some, you know, crazy gung-ho guy about everything. It's like, they're going to be carrying props and yeah. I don't want them to go crazy because some kid's got, you know, this crazy, like, laser gun. But he was like, oh, no, he's into it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You, you want someone who can measure the temperature of the room. Yeah, you don't want to, like, uh, what do we call him? Like, just, uh, I don't know, it's like a crazy cowboy. You don't want somebody yeah, coming in blazing guns. Yeah. like, oh, I got to take care of everything. Like, well, just kind of We don't need a hero. Yeah. It's like, you know, we, we, we try to tell them, it's like, look, man, all these people are here just trying to have fun. Nobody's really yeah. trying to start anything. Mm-hmm. Even the kids that want a sword fight, they're really just trying to have fun. It's like, <laughs> stop, don't let them do it. Yeah. But, you know, don't go tackle them. Just say, hey, you can't do that. Don't chase them. Yeah, don't chase them. Do you, do you think differently about that in the wake of the whole Jason David Frank thing? Uh, well, the funny thing is, he's actually coming to one of our shows in Louisiana. And the first thing I thought of was like, what are we going to, what's he going to want us to do? Because I wasn't worried about us, really, because we already do a lot more than what a lot of shows do. Like, we already we already were doing bag checks. We were already doing, you know, the wands. We already had the police at the doors. Every, and like, we did all the stuff that we knew needed to be done. And a lot of shows don't do that. But on the other hand, a lot of shows, like, the thing about the thing in Phoenix is, a lot of the story was misconstrued like the guy didn't make it past security have you ever been to New Orleans the convention center Uh, you know how they have multiple events and Mm -hmm. Wizard World that that's the only show there I think now well there's an anime show too but anyway the show is actually in one of the bays you can go in the building before you even get to the show. Right. That's what that guy did. Sound like he made it. Mm-hmm. He made it in the like concourse, but he never made it into the building. So wow. they got okay. him before. So he made it. Worked. Worked. Yeah. yeah, security worked. And yeah. I mean, but it's not sensational. But they to made say security yeah. worked. They made it look like he was in front of his face. Yeah, no. Uh, and and uh, there also was a rumor that spread that he stabbed him. <laughs> and John, uh, Jason was like, no, he didn't even come close to me. I wasn't even there. Because that's the thing. Jason wasn't on the floor when any of this happened. He, he had decided, you know, I'll just wait and go out there later. And then it all happened. And then next thing you know, it's like all these rumors. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't personally know what happened because I wasn't there. But from everything I've heard, I knew people there. And I knew, like, the stories would eventually kind of even themselves out. But from everything that I've gathered, he never made it. In, he just made it in the building. Right. So, so you're telling me that the Power Ranger guy didn't use his ninja powers? <laughs> oh, I mean that's just legit. You know, so, like he's, he's, he's yeah. He yeah. If he would have done something, but and he's also a concealed carry. <laughs> that was a good one. But yeah, I mean he he texted me uh, after it happened. And he's like, hey, would you guys mind if we like 
uh, assigned a police officer for me for the show. I was like, yeah, that's fine, because we're going to do it anyway. And that was it. That was the entire conversation. Then he did, you know, the thing on Facebook where he's just talking about, uh, and he got a lot of crap. But I watched the interview he did, and he basically just wants cons to be safe for everybody. Yeah, that was yeah, the bottom line yeah, of it. Yeah, like, that was the bottom line. Yeah. No, I can't think of anybody better than the guests themselves that have an insider's view of is this safe for me or not. Yeah. And they they put themselves out there a lot more than what people realize. Like, right. yeah. 10 years ago or 15 years ago, would you have imagined somebody that's in a a million dollar movie would show up at a comic book convention? No. It was mostly comic book creators. That's why they're called comic cons. So, the fact that we can get anybody from a movie that's, you know, actually still acting to a show is ridiculous. So let me ask you a question based on what you just said. What do you think in our culture has changed so that these people are willing to come, whereas 10 years ago they weren't? I think it's a combination of things. Like, I think social media is the biggest factor because, like, I can right now send a tweet to any movie star in the world. When I, I'm a huge fan of old movies. Like, James Cagney is one of my favorite actors. Do you think that those people would have put up with that? Back when they were acting, Marilyn Monroe, do you think she would have survived the longest she did if there was social media? No. 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 Studios purposely made movie stars unapproachable yeah. because that made you want to go to the movies to see them. Mm-hmm. Now, if a movie star doesn't answer somebody's tweet, they go insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it's just the mentality of culture like we're in a world where you pretty much can get whatever you want just by asking for it <laughs> you know yeah, um, yeah. or complaining yeah and then if you don't get it you have a, a very powerful uh, tool to complain about you know if if you know Mark Hamill doesn't shake my hand when he walks by <laughs> He's the worst dude ever. Yeah. He's a jerk. It's like, yeah. no, it's probably he's probably like on his way to the bathroom. Or, he hasn't got yeah. cut off is what it he was. Hasn't yeah, yeah, that's it. He hasn't had. <laughs> he hasn't slept in three days. Or, yeah, so it's like, you know, I've been to shows and Stan Lee walks by and no, it's just by himself. And then anybody would go up to like shake his hands, like he gets swarmed by security. Like, no, no, don't touch him. Leave him alone. And a lot of that's not them. Like, they would want to sit and talk to you, but there's a double-edged sword. It's like, if he sits and talks to you, he's got to sit there and talk to everybody, or then he's a jerk. Or, if he sits and talks to you, he's not going to get anything else done. No. Like, they're there for a reason, then the show's going to get mad. So, like, I see it from the show's standpoint. It's like, there's a give and take that has to happen. Like, some shows, you pay a bazillion dollars to meet somebody for one second. I think that's crazy. But then there's other shows that you can just walk right up to the exact same person and talk to them all day. So it's like, I don't know if there's the right answer. Um, For us, one of the reasons we have avoided doing photo ops is because of that reason. It's like, I don't want to herd somebody in and just to make an extra buck. You know, like I would love to make more money 
because this is how I feed my kids. But uh, I want I I basically think of it as like well, what I do that would I want to pay that much money and not even it's not even worth it. Like most of the time, the photo ops now it's like you're standing in front of a screen that or a blue whatever yeah, and you can't yeah. tell where you are because it's it's a lot of the it's same work. Yeah. Yeah. like yeah. I love the photo ops where like uh, they actually will dress up or they're wearing the suits or if it's the whole group of people that's fun like a lot of I mean I just ultimately like you said I want to do a show where people have fun and to me I don't want to cross the line where I'm just trying to make money. It yeah. still has got to be fun. And and when you take a photo with someone who you look up to or something that is famous and you want to take a photo with, that is a personal experience. Yeah, and that's and the so thing. Monetize like, that is. I know a lot of people that, and I know, like I have uh, people I've met that put on shows that do photo ops, and it's. But the thing is, like they'll do photo ops that you can't get anywhere else, like. Or it's people that normally don't show up. Like, we have a friend that does the show in Pensacola, mm-hmm. Pensacom, and it's huge. Like, like it, it. he originally was had the same idea as we did, Mike. He wanted to put on a show because he's a, you know, he loves Doctor Who and, you know, all this nerdy stuff. And he wanted to do a show for his community. And he originally intended it to be a small show. Next thing you know, it's 26,000 people. Wow. But... I know the guy that does the photo ops for him, and it's it just seems to me some shows it's different. Like everybody wants to pick on Wizard World because they're easy, they're the the, the big one to pick on. Yeah. But I've heard the stories from some of the big shows, not necessarily just them, but it's like, man, I felt like we just got herded through, and it's like I don't I don't want to do that really. <laughs> like it just doesn't seem like any fun. Um, like I've I went to I went and stood in one of Mike's photo ops, and it's just like every guest would stop and talk to the guy and how you doing, you know, what brings you here. It was an actual like you said ex- experience. It wasn't like next, 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 next. Because I've seen some shows like that, and it's just. I mean, more power to them because I mean, I'm no, I'm not one to disparage somebody from making money, but and you know, doing the things they, they the way they want to. But for shows like ours, I think part of the appeal is it isn't so big that you don't feel like there's still, uh, I don't know, just a familiarity, like you're just hanging out with your friends, like. That's kind of the point of all this is you want to go to a place where there's a bunch of people that like the same stuff you do and you don't feel like such a weirdo. (laughs) You made a comment before we started recording, which was that you're not a corporation that is putting this on. You're you're a group of individuals. And I think it's very important that you guys are into comics, you like comics, and you said Spider-Man was your favorite character. Why Spider-Man? I mean, I, I really can't tell you. Uh, it's the first character I... I mean, I liked him as a child. And, like, now I can tell you, oh, I, I, I associated with him because he's dorky and 
he was super into learning and, you know, wears glasses and all that stuff. But I didn't know that as a little kid. As a little kid, I thought he's awesome because he's Spider-Man, you know. <laughs> uh, like, I wore this costume. I had the Spider-Man big wheel. I mean, I don't know if it was like my parents was, you know, that was the thing to get or if I just gravitated toward it for whatever reason. I just think it was a cool guy. But as I got older... I like the fact that he stands for something like I actually believe the you know the great power and great responsibility. I think that's one of the things that as the fact that he was my hero as a child, I still believe that that's something that people should live up to. And I, like, I think it's important. Yeah. And I think it's important that you can take that as part of who you are as a person yeah. and be able to translate that into a business because if you didn't have that, yes, you could go out and find people to come to a Comic-Con. Yeah. But having a connection to the fandom itself, I think adds another layer of you knowing what people are going to want to see. Yeah, and, and, and that's part of it. Like, I started out as just a fan of these things and then I worked at them as a vendor. So... A lot of the vendors like us because we see the show from their perspective as well. Like, we try our best to make sure the vendors are as prepared and able to to make a living doing the shows as much as possible. Like, I can't guarantee they're all going to make money, but I'm going to do everything in my power to give them that chance. Like, I'm going to bust my butt to get people in the door I'm gonna make sure everybody knows because we're one of the only shows that actually does spotlights on every event like we do a post notice that yeah we yeah. post almost well now twice a day but we post constantly on who's gonna be there this is the items they're gonna be selling because I want them to do well because if they don't do well they're not going to come back and then we're going to have a harder time putting a show on because a lot of what's lost on some shows is vendors are basically the backbone of this if you don't have vendors you really don't have a show I mean a lot of people are coming there just to see the guests but um, the guest is like you know I don't know, I'm trying to use a Voltron reference, but <laughs> the guests aren't the the be-all, end-all of the show. I mean, a lot of people come just for that, and that's fine, but I know a lot of people that just come for the vendors because it's stuff that they can't find anywhere else, and it's stuff that they don't wouldn't know to look for, that they don't even know exists. I mean, in the world of like Amazon and everything you buy online, at a, at a show and you can actually touch the stuff and, and say hey this is cool and I can grab it but it's like sitting down yeah. watching them draw it for you yeah it's a different experience oh yeah like absolutely. going online yeah. and buying oh stuff. yeah and, and, and also it goes back to the memories five years from now that pop figure you bought at a con Oh, that's that figure that I got at that con. Yeah. Yes. Not that I bought it on the mail yeah. or the internet. Yeah, yeah. Or like, where'd you get that? Yeah. Oh, on Amazon. Oh, well, yeah. Because it was $2 yeah. cheaper, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you know. It's, it's, it's funny that you say that you go out of your way to make sure that you're to get people into the building. Uh, I remember very distinctly last year, freezing cold November. 
I was in Brandon at the at the game exchange, and a big pile of flyers for the for the cons that were already out. I'm like, this is in June. Yeah. They're advertising already. This is in June. Yeah. And I was just really impressed at how how early you got started with that. Yeah, we generally know our first few guests. Well, we mostly know them as soon as the show's over, but. Um, Jay, the uh, other owner, comes from a background of um, music, and he put on concerts in his past. So we basically promote our shows like we were promoting a concert. We hit the streets, rent cars. Like he, I. This is the first time I've seen him in two weeks. Because he's been all over Louisiana, uh, Arkansas, over into Texas, um, and then, of course, Mississippi. Wow. And that's the only way we know how to be successful, is to just go out and do it in person. And I think if we didn't do that, we wouldn't be near as, like, we wouldn't have near the crowd as we do because the funny thing is, is when we would when we go out to do sh- the advertising we'll go up to a store and say hey you know and now it's not so bad because a lot of them know us now but when we first started we're like hey there's a comic con in Jackson Mississippi and we wanted to know if you you know hang up a poster or pass out some flyers for us or whatever and they're like okay well who do we talk to if we want to get some more information? I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, who's your boss? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, who's the guys that put this on? I'm like, it's us. And they're like, you're actually out here doing this yourself? I'm like, yeah, because that's the way we want. We want, if we go somewhere and somebody has a question about the show or wants to talk to the owners, we're standing right in front of you. Yeah. So ask us. Mm-hmm. And that, that prevents hearsay from. And that also, stuff. like, I think for us, it proved to people we're not in it just for the money. Like, I want this to succeed on multiple levels. I mean, it is a business, so of course I want it to make money because you know I do like to eat. Ultimately, it's more than that to me. Like, it's it is basically in my mind it become my legacy like this is probably what I'll be known for it's like what did your dad do for his life oh he put on comic cons and I got to meet all these cool people and now I'm the one running it because like ultimately I would love it if my kids did it um, I don't know the way they're talking you know there's not going to be cons in five years but it's, you know, that's going to burst but seriously like, doubt that yeah, yeah me too I personally think it's only upswing well, I think it's also it might be on the bubble for like some of the some shows because I there may be too many because there's a lot of people that are getting into putting on shows for the wrong reasons. Uh, they're seeing it as a money thing instead of a experience, and there's people that are getting into it that don't really like what it's about. Yeah, they just see dollar signs. So I think those shows are on the bubble, but for the people that, I mean, there's been shows that have been going on for 30 years. Yeah, they're not. You can't tell them the bubble's gonna pop because they're still they're 30 years yeah. from starting. So I think there's always gonna be small to mid-sized shows, 
because of the people putting it on. It's not like wrestling. Like, there used to be all this small wrestling and, you know, Mid-South and, you know, all the really cool stuff when I was a kid. Now it's just... And then Vince came around. And now it's WWE or whatever came about it. Yeah, Vince bought everything. But, see, I don't see that happening for this because it's a whole different, like... It's like... When I was a kid, being a geek and a nerd or whatever was not cool. Now it's like mainstream. Yeah. And, and when it's not mainstream anymore, it's not like all of us are going to disappear. We're still going to want to go to this stuff. So We're going to be the Banes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you merely uh, adopted the nerd, I would yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I like how you said that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't see it going away. I think you're going to have to constantly adjust. Yeah. And part of it is what I was saying before, like social media. We get asked all the time, how come we can't book Chris Hemsworth? Or why can't we book... Yeah, why can't you Chris book yeah, Chris, it's like, Chris Hemsworth? Well, I mean, we could, but you want us to raise the prices beyond the yeah. $20? Yeah. We're trying to make it affordable. Yeah, yeah you're right. $40. Yeah, it's like, I don't... I like still $40. I, I still I still want uh, people to show up and family. I, and that's that's the other thing like we get asked all the time, you know, why do you why don't you raise your prices more? Or why don't you? And I, I think it's a weird question, but the 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 answer for me is I have kids. I know how expensive it is. I want as many people as possible to be able to experience this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're, we, we've raised our prices a little. I think we raised them $5 since we started. But How it, dare you? Yeah. <laughs> there are shows that are, you know, $70, $80 that are getting those people that we get asked about. Yeah, right. And it's like, well, you know, that's why it's so expensive because they've got to cover their loss, you know, if there's loss. But because, I mean, that's the bottom line, too, is you got to remember it's still a business. As much as I can talk about how it's so much fun and I love doing it and I'm doing it for whatever reason, at the end of the day, it's a business. Mm -hmm. So we have to make decisions that aren't going to make us lose money. (laughs) Well, you know, at the end of the day, you are right. It is a business. But I think it goes to speak well of you in a sense of, I'll use this as an example. When we contacted you guys about doing the interview, my initial thought was let's make it as easy for you as possible and do it over the internet or over the phone so that it's easy for you you however wanted to do the face to face and I think that just speaks highly of you and the customer service and the making connections with people because there is something about sitting down I like to meet people I mean I'm an introvert all day long but I'm not I'm not as bad when it's small groups of people and I like to meet people like the stuff I do. And, you know, for me, I want to make sure I've done I've done interviews on the Internet or on the phone, because a lot of times I have no option. But I knew I was going to be in town and I knew I could make it work. But for me, the bottom line is I want to make sure what I'm saying, I can type whatever I want, but you can't see my face when I'm saying it or you can't you know a lot of stuff gets lost in translation online there's there is no there is no emotions online I mean there is but 
when somebody's typing something, you can't tell their inflection. You can't you can't read their meaning. You just see words, and you're gonna take it however you want. That'll do it for part one. Um, you can check out part two over at discussingwho.com. Uh, you can subscribe to both their podcast and our podcast uh, on iTunes, Google Play, or basically anywhere that you get your podcasts. Uh, on top of that, you can check out gritsms.com, which is Geeks Recording in the South. Um, that carries everything that we do. Everything from Discussing Who, Techpedition, Dice Junkies, and Reality Breached. So check that out as well. Um, and check us out when we are at the Mississippi Comic Con, June 24th and 25th. Catch you next time. Proudly sporting their chaotic evil, it's Dice Junkies. Zeno, Damien, and Q tackle all of your nerd and geek topics on the Dice Junkies YouTube channel, or get your perception checked and all of your random encounters in their newly launched podcast. Visit DiceJunkies.com. Proudly part of the Grits Media Alliance. Grits, geeks recording in the South.